On this week's Big Tech Show, you might not think it could happen to you, but our guest this week explains how a significant number of Irish people may be falling victim to romance frauds online. Victims can feel a misplaced sense of shame. People can blame themselves. They feel embarrassed. And so they don't want to tell family, friends. They don't want to report it to the police. In some cases, of course, the victims are already in relationships. They're married. They have an extra reason to keep that quiet. The Big Tech Show, available on all podcasts platforms. On the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, I'm delighted to be joined by international best-selling author Heman Sunim, telling us what to do when things don't go your way. When we are, you know, very young and have a first love and the first love did not work out, we feel as though this is the end of the world. However, we learn that is not the case. We move on. We find some other people. We begin to see that uh, when things don't go your way, uh, maybe it's not the end. As ever, we're available on all podcast platforms. Yeah, lack of discipline on my behalf, but I didn't actually think I'd get done first. Um, I thought it was kind of, you know, all all in the nature of the game kind of thing. You know, I've had like four months now to sit on this one, which is, um, yeah, a bit challenging, but... All of us are getting players at heart and stuff like that, so regardless of the situation, whether you're watching it or, or playing it, it would be difficult to watch it from, from afar or from at home if, if you're not involved in it. But at the, at the moment, I don't have, um, don't have a, a kind of a perfect answer of what the, the situation is going to be, but I can't imagine it will be much longer where people will get to do both. Hello, you're welcome to a special edition of The Throw-In with me, Sinead Kassan. In this episode, we look ahead to the start of the new Australian Football League women's season in the company of an AFLW rookie from Mead and a seasoned Aussie Rules player from Mayo. So 22 Irish players have signed up with Australian clubs for this, the seventh edition of the AFLW, which starts this weekend. This new season runs until the end of November and is now an 18-team competition. We're joined by Vicky Wall, who signed up this season with the North Melbourne Kangaroos, and Sarah Rowe, who's going into her fifth campaign with Collingwood. Vicky and Sarah, you're both very welcome to this Indo podcast. Vicky, to you first, how are you settling into life and training and everything over Melbourne? I'm just going on to week kind of three and a half here now. So settling into it definitely now. Um, I think the first week was a bit of a shock to the system. You know, we that game against Adelaide after the first five days and there was definitely a few moments throughout where I was kind of questioning the rules and kind of my knowledge of the game and stuff like that. But yeah, definitely kind of getting it more into the swing of it now and into kind of a, a normal routine. Yeah. How specifically was it a shock to the system? Um, I think just even, I suppose... Like there's a lot more access. Like I think there's a very similar backroom teams setups back home, but obviously there's like multiple of this one person we'd have at home. Obviously, you know, you think of SNC back home, whereas there could be five or six people on a team here, or if not more, they're all kind of working together. So even for girls that are injured, you know, they have someone working with them one on one. So there's those type of differences that kind of stand out immediately, and you're obviously you're given a lot more attention because obviously there's there's more people to do so. Was it hard tearing yourself away from the Meads on Ireland celebrations and going to Melbourne? Uh, absolutely, yeah. I won't lie. There's a bit of FOMO now the few days where I was flying <laughs> out and the girls are still out celebrating. But um, I know I made the most of the week that I was still there and um, I was able to able to keep an eye on them on their Instagram stories anyway. You were so established in that Meads setup, but going into a new professional environment on the other side of the world, has it been a daunting experience? Like, was, were you nervous or you were you pretty relaxed about it? 
yeah I suppose it's definitely the kind of the flip of you know being at home and arriving to training and being so comfortable and knowing everyone years and you know not even having to question anything and like whether you're like you know the confidence within the group and stuff like that so definitely the first day I was going over you know you're I was probably fairly quiet, which would probably shock a few people back home of kind of just sitting there and kind of trying to take in the dynamic of the group. You know, it's kind of trying to figure out who's who, what's what and stuff like that, just even on a comparative level to back home. So I think, yeah, after the first few sessions, you can kind of get to grips with who's who on the team and kind of what 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 the rule is kind of within the panel. So definitely was daunting the first day, but um, the girls are really welcoming, to be fair. Yeah, of course. Sarah, can you appreciate what Vicky's saying there? You know, was there any point for you when you felt it was kind of a shock to the system or did you ever think, what the hell am I doing here? Or was it plain sailing for you, Sarah? Yeah, no, I can completely understand where Vicky's coming. I do remember coming into the environment my first few days. And I kind of remember, like Vicky, like I'm definitely not a quiet person in the mail change room. And I remember looking around me and being like, kind of nearly missing moments in conversations where because I was trying to gauge the situation as to you know can I say that is that appropriate where are they at like I like you know in a professional environment sometimes like there is a lot of fun in it as well but sometimes we are robots at times and so you kind of have to gauge that whole situation also culturally gauge where they're at they are quite a progressive nation as well in terms of everything so you don't know what you know where you can make a joke or where where you need to draw the line so I found that um challenging at the start and then once they get to know you they like they love the Irish and they love us for what we bring to the team and how we can bring people together really easily and you know I suppose our sense of humor as well but yeah definitely the first there's an awful lot to take in and I do remember also standing in the gym and looking around me and saying what's all the staff doing like who like what's everyone's role around here and then realizing this is actually a business this is actually my job and I need to treat it like my job as well so yeah there's a few there's a few moments where the penny drops where you're like oh this is like while it's similar it is quite different as well yeah I mean are there more differences than similarities uh Sarah to the game itself of you know Aussie rules versus Gaelic football yeah that's a really good question because I was actually talking to Anya McDonough um, last night and she just said to me which struck a chord with me she said I understand why sorry I know why they do everything over here but I don't understand why sometimes because I think as Gaelic players we see the game a small bit differently like we want to always pick a pass and draw a free player and run our legs and give and go kind of thing and that's what the Irish players bring to it along with the strength and endurance that Irish players have as well but over here, sometimes that's not the right option to do, to give it to a free player. It might be the right option might be to go down, long down the line to a 50-50 chance and then try to bring the ball to ground. So I think sometimes I struggle with that because I go, well, in Gaelic football, this makes complete sense. And in this game, it's not always the right option. So I'm always battling with my coaches about, you know, he says reasons why. I wonder, why did you do that? And I'm like, and then I show him a Gaelic game and I go, that would be my thought process. But like that he's learning things from our game and I'm also have to we all have to open our minds to their game to kind of try and meet in the middle I think but it is it's good because the coaches over here say well you and Ash challenge our thoughts on the game and some of yours you know the ethos that you bring over here actually does work so I think it's good but the game is quite like wild similar the differences there is a few differences like that that um, you struggle with at times. Yeah, Vicky, I suppose for you, besides kind of, you know, 
trying to feel your way into the, the, the rules or the laws of the jungle when it comes to the dressing room? Like, what are those great challenges for you in terms of trying to apply yourself to, you know, a new ball game? Yeah, absolutely. I suppose back home, you know, and the game I'm used to playing is, you know, you want to be getting on the ball, you want to make an impact and stuff like that. Whereas I suppose the main thing I find over here is probably the positional sense and stuff like that. And I suppose if you're, you know, making a making a run too early, you're completely getting yourself out of the game and you're not being an option then for the, those higher forwards or those inside forwards to, to even get there. For, for those breaking balls from the contests and stuff like that so yeah it's definitely I think kind of knowing where where to be on the on the uh the oval more so than like obviously the ball takes a bit of getting used to and the kind of the bounces and stuff are unpredictable but it's definitely not that aspect of it that's harder that because I think you can go down and you can practice you know a hundred quick kicks a day and you know you'll get there in the end but I think it's the fact of you know on the on the day and kind of learning the structures on the pitch and stuff like that of of knowing yeah where exactly to be is probably where the, the bits I'm kind of still learning the most. Yeah I'd imagine that you're a pretty quick learner but are there those moments where you kind of just get frustrated because you're still in you know a newbie to the game? Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, you know, you want to be on the ball, you want to be contributing and stuff like that. So it's definitely kind of a different manner. And, you know, just even, yeah, I suppose it's it's that that kind of want of to impact the game, but doing it in maybe a different manner over here. So it's kind of sometimes definitely is frustrating of like Sarah said, you know, you're you're there and you're kind of screaming for the ball and you can't understand why that pass isn't coming your way. But then when you kind of look back on a bit of the footage from training and stuff, you can there's some of them where you can say, yeah, that was just five versus some of them that I probably still be a little bit stubborn that I probably should have gone on the ball, but we'll get there. Sarah, you're obviously a seasoned player, like in, in over in that league. I mean, we're all very excited. While we're, you know, some of us are sad uh, to see Vicky go. Very excited to see how she get on this new game. What kind of impact do you imagine she'll make? Yeah, I think yeah, and Vicky is going to have a huge impact because I think like there's so many different athletes um, over here that are just um, you know made for the game. And like I would see Vicky, knowing what she brought. Vicky and I played together in DCU a couple of years ago, so. I know what she brings to a team environment and also um, to a dressing room too. So I think the energy that she brings um, will be huge for any team. And I also think that, like, you know, she's probably playing forward or back this year, but I would see Vicky as an inside midfielder in the future, um, which is me- means getting in to the thick of it and being really physical in the game and players. Uh, teams need players like Vicky, so I think she's going to have a huge impact. It'll be exciting to watch. Uh, just to let listeners know, uh, are they birds or like mice in the background there? <laughs> there? <laughs> There's Sorry, activity I'm, going on. That's it. They're birds. They're birds. <laughs> I'm out in the middle of St. Kilda, the thick of it, exactly where you find every single Irish person in Melbourne in the middle of St. Kilda. <laughs> oh, and, and come here. I heard that, um, like, are you able to meet with each other um, a lot over there? Obviously, it's going to be busy for you now once the season starts. Um, Ashley Sheridan is over there with you, Sarah, and Collingwood and Eric O'Shea is with you, Vicky. Like, is there an Irish players in the AFLW WhatsApp group or anything like that, Sarah? Yeah, we have um, a group on Instagram and we chat there and, like, we met up last week and I suspect it'll be a weekly thing now at this point because it just felt, it felt so comfortable to meet the Irish girls last week. It was just, it was like as if we, we could all relate on so many things. And like that, we see the game the same way. We see the cultural difference the same way. So we're very much all on the same page. And also we obviously have some crap that we meet as well. So um, I think that we'll be, yeah, I think it'll be a, a weekly catch up at this point. Yeah, Vicky, that must be a comfort for you kind of having just moved over there and having Erica there with you as well in Melbourne. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, it was great. Like Sarah said, when we met up, you know, you're, you're able to just slot back into it and kind of just rip it into each other and have the crack and stuff like that. And, you know, even if it's a, it's a little bit of a moan about some, some certain aspects, but then also, like you said, being able to relate to a lot of different things. It's it's nice just to, to have that kind of uh, group from home and stuff like that. What are the moans about? Tell us. <laughs> I suppose that there's probably... Um, a bit of bit of a positive twang to the game that we probably mightn't be uh, all overly used to back home. Of, of um, <laughs> you know, getting getting a high five for for doing something in a warm up. Um, I don't know if that would be completely emulated back home, but you know, it it is great and it, it is a good culture. But I suppose it definitely takes a bit of getting used to. Yeah, so I think you played your kind of first Aussie Rules game in a pre-season against the Adelaide Crows. You mentioned that um, there, which he won. I saw the club's social media page tweeted, Vicky Wall has got a need for speed, still adjusting to the oval ball, but her pace has been on shore early. Is that a pretty accurate assessment of your pre-season performance? Well, I think that one was because I got the ball and I had so much space, but I haven't really quite mastered the bounce yet. So it was a bit of a... To tapping it on the ground and continue to run because he didn't really didn't really know exactly what to do with it so it was just kind of a move the ball forward so I'll take that alright yeah and tell us about I think one of the exciting things we all want you to see to see from you in the AFLW is the the fact that obviously the LGFA rules are non-contact this is a contact sport do you feel a certain freedom there Vicky? Um, yeah, absolutely. I suppose again, the tackle is something you need to get used to, you know, to do, to doing it properly and stuff like that. And um, obviously, you know, it's below the neck and all that kind of stuff. But like the girls have been good of just showing you the techniques and stuff like that and what what to do, what not to do. Um, but yeah, I suppose it it's, brings that kind of certain level of, of physicality. And I suppose like we're in the gym the same amount of time as we would be back home over here. So it's 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 interesting that, you know, and just even seeing the gym programs work come over that are very similar to what we're doing back home. But over here, obviously, contrast, you get to actually use that physicality and put it into practice. So it is kind of an interesting aspect of it that I am looking forward to. Yeah, do you feel as fit as you've ever been, Vicky? Um, yeah, I suppose the training is different uh, in terms of load and kind of maybe the distance and stuff and everything's so managed over here in the sense of, you know, everyone has a specific load that they've or that they have to try and reach every week. And, you know, if you're going over that load by a, by a decent amount, you'll be pulled from certain running activities and stuff like that. And, you know, even the contrast of, um, as with my hamstring was a little bit tight last week and you know, getting told I can only do 80% for training. And it's kind of like if you're in a math simulation, like you absolutely aren't going to be on 80% if it's a 1v1 inside and you're trying to contest for that ball so it's kind of that flip contrast of like Sarah said you kind of realize like this is a absolutely a business and it's um your job and stuff so it's kind of those those definitely those differences do stand out in the sense of you know I can't really imagine my manager back home obviously you know we have the physios and stuff involved with me telling me to do 80% for a session but like I'm sure there's absolutely like the the research and everything and knowledge behind it but it just is kind of a different different switch. Yeah, Sarah, Vicky mentioned there how you said that it's a business and it is certainly become becoming even more and more professional. This is your fifth season now playing in Australia and there have been a number of big changes. What for you, Sarah, has been the biggest change? I think it's the quality personnel uh, in terms of coaching that we've got in. I also think it's the fact that we have a full-time S&C in there um, has made a really big difference. Um, also, in terms of the contact hours that we have, like say we had 15 now, I think we have 22 to 25 hours or something now. So, and also I feel the crossover between the men's and women's is far greater as well because our seasons are interlinking at the moment. So like the, the men's SSEs come over and help and work with us and do all our testing with us and therefore brings a bit more of a one club um, 
kind of ethos to the whole club. So there's been lots of little changes this year, but you've really felt a difference. And I know I think the plan is in the next two years that it's going to be full-time professional. So it's only going to continue to get bigger um, over here. And there'll be watch for more Irish players, I think, considering the impact they've had so far. Yeah, you've just answered my next question because even a few months ago, a new collective bargaining agreement was announced, which saw a 94% uh, pay rise. So now the average salary for players in the AFLW is up to just under 32,000 euros, Sarah. So as this professionalism grows, like, do you just see the number of Irish players moving from Ireland to Australia increasing as well? Yeah, definitely. Like, that's just, that's the tiered system, how the money has increased. Um, has been unreal because it means that some girls now don't have to work their full-time jobs or girls can work part-time jobs and be able to focus more on their goals as a footballer. Therefore, the standard getting better and us as a team getting better. So I think the standards will rise. But obviously, four new teams have been brought into the competition this year as well. So that might dilute for a small bit. But, like, you know, it's like aiming for the top. And, you know, we might fall short of that this season. But, like... We're better off to get all the teams in as quickly as possible and make sure that the league continues to grow. Um, but I think the need for Irish players, it'll be very telling over the first few weeks as to how the new teams adapt um, to coming into the AFL competition because like, they're not only trying to you know, prepare for season like our team are. We still have 24 players who we had last year um, in this year's setup. So we're coming in and we're quite familiar with each other. They have to come in into a whole new environment do a full pre-season together, also get to know each other as people as well as players, you know, figure out what makes people tick. Coaches need to come together. So there's, there's a lot that has happened for the new teams over the last couple of weeks. It'll be interesting to see how they adapt and how the Irish players go in that. But I do think that there will be um, a big need over the next year or two, but obviously the commitment is going to be far greater in the next two years where it's going to be like, like the men, you're coming out, you're saying that you're going to live in Australia for and go home for maybe two to three months max a year. Whereas before, obviously, there's always been that option of doing the six months here, six months at home. Yeah. So, Vicky, does that mean obviously your focus is only on the opener this weekend? You know, is it will it just be impossible for someone like you, Vicky, to go back and play championship football with me next year? Is that just not going to happen, do you, do you reckon? If it was my choice in a perfect world, I, I'd love to do both. But like Sarah said, um, I think that's going to get increasingly difficult over the next few years. Um, as well, I kind of, when I was coming out here, I didn't want to put any kind of, you know, I like definite on anything. You know, I wanted to come out here and fully immerse myself in the in the situation and the opportunity that I've been given. So I kind of didn't want to say like, I'll definitely be home at this point or I'll definitely be home on this date. So I suppose, yeah, it's kind of going to be a, a, a waiting game for me in the sense of seeing how I get on this season and kind of how much I'm um, enjoying Melbourne life and stuff like that as well. But um, yeah, look, I think, like Sarah said, I think in an interview during the week, like all of us are Gaelic players at heart and stuff like that. So regardless of the situation, whether you're watching it or playing, it would be difficult to watch it from from afar or from at home if, if you're not involved in it. But um but at the, at the moment, I don't have a, don't have a, a kind of a perfect answer of what the, the situation is going to be. But I can't imagine it will be much longer where people will get to do both. Anything in particular that you brought with you from Meath to Melbourne? I mean, you hear about the Tatos, the Barry's Tea and all this kind of stuff. Anything in particular you brought over with you, Vicky? 
I definitely didn't bring any food, no. I think, you know, I, my suitcases were packed the, the week before the All-Ireland final. And I, to be honest with you, I wasn't really home much the week after. So I wasn't doing too much additional packing. But um, I threw, threw a majors year two into the bag just to have here in case you never know what could happen, you know. So I um, I have the majors here, but no, I don't think there was any any food brought over. I know Erica got a massive package of um, flav and flapjacks yesterday because she was missing them. But no, I haven't haven't quite missed any of the, the cuisine just yet. Very nice. So North Melbourne opened their AFLW season on Saturday against Gold Coast Suns. Do you expect to make your competitive debut in that, Vicky? Um, yeah, yeah. So the, the club told us last night that uh, that I will be anyway. So delighted about that. Yeah, excited to to put on the boots and the jersey officially, I suppose, for the first time. And, you know, I've only been over here, I suppose, about a month at that, that stage when I'm when I'll be playing, I'm I'm very grateful for it. But um, yeah, it's exciting, and I suppose to be a first competitive game and the round round one of the of the this season is is exciting. Yeah. As a newbie, will you have to do anything afterwards? Sing a song, or have they told I'm sure you? I will. Uh, yeah, I'm sure I will. But uh, what's the plan? I've no plans of yet now, but I'm sure there'll be something that I'll have to do to stand up in front of them. No doubt. Okay, I hope we see a video on social media. I'll be doing that. Well, Sarah, seeing you... as there's, there's a camera all the time, I'm sure, I'm sure you will. <laughs> yeah. Sarah, you're going to miss the opening game of Collingwood's new season against Carter. Remind us what happened there again. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, bull girl. And normally when you get suspended for a game, and um, you know, say you get suspended in round one, you're just out for round two. So you have to week, a week to think about it. But you know, I've had like four months now to sit on this one, which is... Um, yeah, I've been challenging, but we basically in the prelim against Brisbane last year, I bumped a girl, so basically a shoulder. We were kind of going back and forth at each other for a while. The heat of the game um, was rising and we were both getting frustrated and also Collingwood were losing. So, yeah, lack of discipline on my behalf, but I didn't actually think I'd get done for it. Um, <laughs> I thought it was kind of, you know, all, all in the nature of the game kind of thing. So, yeah, so then I had to, have to do a tribunal and all that stuff. And, and they decided that I got a one-match suspension. So I'll be watching from the sidelines, being proud of what the girls are hopefully doing out there on Thursday. But you just have to get, you know, flip the narrative for yourself and realise that you watch the game from a different lens. I can see where the girls are really at and then hopefully bring whatever I learned from watching the game on Thursday into the, into the following round for week two. So my, um, my focus is on round two at the moment. Yeah, and just finally, like, will you look forward to coming up against Vicky when you play each other, hopefully down the line? Yeah, absolutely. There's always, you always love playing the Irish players because there's that mutual respect um, between each other from what we've built over time at home and playing against each other growing up the whole. um, So I think that's always a nice thing. It's always nice to see a familiar face as well and have a chat with an Irish person after the game. You're always curious as to to know how each Irish goes in each game. So I'd always be keeping an eye on everyone. Okay. And Vicky, for you, finally, like what's success for you in, in your first campaign over North Melbourne? Um, I suppose success for me um, in this first game will be, I suppose, just being able to measure how much I've learned over the, over the last um, few weeks. You know, I've put an emphasis on learning, I suppose, the structures and how they set up and something like that. And it's something that I'd be passionate back home of, you know, regardless of where you're playing on, on the, the kind of overall pitch that you know what everyone's role is so that you can support them in doing so. So I suppose for me, just 
seeing how much I've actually been able to do that and kind of not just talk to talk, but actually walk to walk and kind of put it into practice on the on the oval on um, on Saturday. And I suppose, yeah, playing up front and stuff, getting involved in it all and yeah, making as, as few mistakes as possible. Yeah, well, uh, Vicky and Sarah, thank you so much for joining me early in the morning over there in Australia and the very best of luck to you both in the uh, upcoming season. Thank you. Now, for the duration of the AFLW season, you can read the thoughts of Vicky, Sarah, as well as Cora Staunton and Orla O'Dwyer in their player diaries exclusively in the Irish Independent and on independent.ie. That's it from us. Bye for now.